Pacers running for every run. They've got you taken care of. In fact, I need a new pair of shoes. I've been walking mine out and over, mm. and uh, so I, I, I'm in the market, and i got to get out there, and uh, maybe I'll do another virtual fitting to make sure I'm in the right pair of shoes because last time I was like, I'm a little bit more active, a little, little bit more of just a straight walker now, so I might be fitted into some different shoes, but it's okay. They have the experts there, and they're going to put me in the right pair of shoes that fit my needs going forward in this year and trying to keep the weight down a little bit, getting a little tubby tubby here in the winter, going to have to shed those, shed those weights. And uh, maybe they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll spend a draft pick on me, but what they won't be doing is uh, having Scott Turner calling plays anymore. Scott Turner officially out as the offensive coordinator for Washington stoner. This was something that we, you and I, were Scott Turner believers early on in the season. Supporters. We, supporters. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe okay. All right. Wow. We're gonna tone it down a little bit. We're gonna yeah, tone yeah. it down a little bit. So we were supporters early on. What happened throughout the season? What did we see from him and why why is he now no longer on the sidelines? God, that's the million dollar question uh of what happened and why he couldn't get this offense to click for three straight years their points per game went down. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. Look, he never had a great quarterback, okay? he's He's been stuck with mediocre quarterbacks, and I get that. I understand that. But that's the hand that you're dealt, and you've got to figure out a way to work to their strengths and figure out what they do well and call plays to that. And he hit his stride somewhere in the middle there starting with that second Philadelphia game when they just ran the ball a gazillion times all over. I mean, look, when they give out Super Bowl rings to the Philadelphia Eagles this year, they should give one to Scott Turner because he showed them what their defense lacked, and they went out and fixed it, right? They went out and got two big defensive tackles because Washington exposed the Eagles' weakness, which was stopping the run right up the middle. And especially when they got their big DT uh, from Georgia when he got hurt. So, But they found their stride running the ball as much as they possibly could because they can pass protect. But And Charles Leno said it, I believe, in those exit interviews to the media. He said, that's when we got our identity. That's when we figured out who we were in that Philadelphia game. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we got away from it. And we just mm-hmm. kept throwing the ball too much. And, and they got away from that identity. And and that's on the offensive coordinator. He couldn't figure out how to run that ball in proper situations. And when he was running these jet sweeps later in the year, they weren't working. And he, but he kept going to them instead of stop doing that and run these guys up the middle, run B-Rob and Jonathan Williams and even Gibson. So I, I don't know. Why he did that, why he kept doing that, why he kept having Taylor Heineke make five-step drops from the shotgun with this offensive line at your own goal line. That's a recipe for disaster, and he would do that constantly, which got this team in trouble. So I have no problem with them firing Scott Turner because the results just weren't there. I do have a problem with them not firing Ron Rivera because he's the man in charge of all of this. He's the, he's the personnel guy. Okay. He's the final say. And I think eventually that'll be his undoing. Ron Rivera was when he took the job, 
he said, I want to be in charge of the personnel. Well, he's got nobody else to blame for his bad personnel than himself. So he has used Turner as his scapegoat. Turner wasn't great, but he's given Turner all the blame when it should be on himself. I don't like to call for people's jobs, but, you know, this is us as fans, right? And let's just say it like it is. Ron Rivera should have been the first one out the door with Scott Turner because the offense was putrid for three straight years. And you can say it's the quarterback, but he picked the quarterback year after year after year after year. And yeah, so year, year three, two of those three years, I think they averaged less than 20 points yeah, a that's game. That's insane. And it went down every year as your quarterback um, level kind of yeah. increased, right? It's supposed to increase. Okay. Well, what am I supposed, supposed to, to be better, better than Haskins? Yeah. Okay. When's it supposed to be better than Fitzgerald? Right. Like it was, it, you're thrown into year one. These are the QBs you have because these are the QBs you inherited to. Year two, you're supposed to go out and get your guy. They did Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got injured. We see a lot of Taylor Heineke. Year three, they said they again said no. We don't want Taylor. We want we want a real QB one. They trade for Carson Wentz, and that blew up in their face. Mm. And then you see more of Taylor Heineke. And then Taylor yeah. Heineke is Taylor Heineke, and he gets himself benched. And we got to see Cam Howell once. So somebody were successful though, Stoner. Not not even in the slightest. There was yeah. maybe like successful game here or there uh, where you can kind of point to, but none of these QBs were were successful. And you started to see some of the players kind of come out to include Terry McLaurin uh, liking a comment to mm-hmm. where this wasn't a, a QB friendly offense and wasn't something. And yeah. and Trev, how, where? Where does the QB, you know, even with a QB shuffle, where does that fall on Scott Turner and not Ron Rivera for for or in the Martys for not giving Scott Turner the tools? Where where where? How much of that blame is still Scott Turner's to own? Fifty percent. Okay, I mean, you might have had a, might not have had a say in who you pick, but you you're supposed to coach the players that are given to you. Okay, and. Yeah, you had eight quarterbacks, and maybe it's kind of hard to find out who each one is like more tailored to, but it's your job to figure that out. And if, if they can't do what you want them to do, you need to put them in position to see them succeed, and he did not do that. He got he. I saw somebody said the word outsmarted himself this year. As the years went on, he outsmarted himself. Yeah. I keep hearing he has a young, creative mind, and when he got creative, he used it at the bad times, mm-hmm. and then if it worked, he went away from it and did something completely different. B-Rob's averaging seven and a half yards of carry at Giants game. We're down 14-3. What's he do? Shakes in his boots, changes the whole game plan, and we lose. Mm-hmm. Why? You heard, I don't know which beat reporter say it, but it seems like, and Stoner, you said Ron should be gone too. It seems like they have miscommunication of what they want their offense to be like. Yeah. You don't, and, and maybe Scott Turner was making the pass protection so complicated that our offensive line couldn't handle it or it got confused. And maybe the you know the the verbiage of the play calls or the play calls himself like are just way too outsmarting himself, trying to be way too young minded that he got labeled. He's North Turner's son, so he's got to live up to North Turner's expectation. No, being your own, being your own, be your own person. And I think that's where it kind of went away. He just doesn't know how to to sustain. I mean, sustain success when it's happening. He rather just tries to go above and beyond out of his means. Listen to the outside talk. Oh, you're North North Turner's son. 
oh, that wide receiver screen worked. Well, in Curtis Samuel in Carolina, we did this, so it'll work here. No, the game changes every year. You can't keep sticking every this game. game. Yeah, every game. You can't run the same offense that you ran in the Super Bowl five, seven years ago. The game has changed. Mm-hmm. They don't make big quarterbacks like that, like Cam Newton, outside of Josh Allen. They're all small, athletic, and have cannon arms. So it's just like the game has changed, and he's stuck in his ways. And I, I just... what, what about this devil's advocate uh, in support of uh, Scott Turner and that we say he, he, he didn't do anything offensively or whatever? What about he took a quarterback that was – sitting on a couch cool right no no let me finish though but he took a guy who hadn't played in the nfl with any consistency right and he made him a competent quarterback who won 12 games over two years okay which is you know this is more than somebody who was drafted in the fifth round or somebody who was mr irrelevant okay this was somebody who hadn't played in the nfl in five years, okay, but he played. He played with him before he came to us in Washington. He had mm-hmm. him in Carolina. He had him yeah. in Houston. Like he's had him before. Right. So it's not like he. I mean, he was on the couch because no one else would take him. It's right. not like he was a dime a dozen. Just happened to be yeah, on the yeah. couch. And we found him. It's like, oh well, I remember Taylor Heineke. Oh, he's on the couch. Let's try him. I played with him before. That's the only reason why. Okay, but he coached him up well enough to be a competent NFL quarterback. Look at some of these third stringers that are playing right now that can't can't do any. The Skylar Thompson and the, well, the guy uh, in Baltimore, the Brown kid. Look at they the, are god awful. Who does Baltimore have around Anthony Brown to help him out to make him a competent quarterback? Name name four weapons outside of Mark Andrews. I, I understand. I understand he doesn't have it, but and the defense too. Brock but Purdy is have, nothing. Come on. But I'm Brock talking Purdy about, I'm talking about Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I'm but talking he was, about these guys who have been with teams and are just terrible out on Sundays. But at least Heineke was competent. He I'm wasn't real. great. He tur- so, he, he, he and that's the Hive. The Hive doing. loves this man. If yeah. our defense wasn't what it was, there would be no Hive. Think about that. Okay, that that's all part of it. But at least he didn't go out there and throw up all over himself for two years. He was competent. Okay, he, he was he a decent quarterback. The and, game. And I, I do think. I I think what Stoner is getting at is, is fair because you know through all the QB changes, through the offensive line issues and whatnot, this offense hasn't produced, and Scott needed to go. Okay, that that is that is point blank. I do believe Scott Turner is going to find success at some point in his career as an offensive coordinator. It's going to happen. We've seen the glimpses of it. We've absolutely seen the glimpses of it. Remember how excited we were week one when we saw that like diamond formation off to the left-hand side. We're like, whoa, we only saw it once. Yeah, that's the problem. We saw it with Sam Howell. Sam Howell had guys in the backfield with him. No, 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 no. I'm, not talk, I'm not talking. Turner. I'm not talking when they had the the the, the guys surrounding him. I'm talking the wide receiver sets where we had like uh, a diamond formation out there. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so we've seen it. We see some of the the play design that he has. A lot of people like to knock Scott Turner for his game flow, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's my biggest problem. And, yeah. So I have a problem with that because 
yes, I do agree to a certain extent. Sometimes he just doesn't like he he's just picking the plays that he he he, he kind of outsmarting himself, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a jet sweep on third and one or, yeah. or a <laughs> play on third and two or something like that. But yeah. the the one aspect I think that it that I feel like he does have good or shows that he has good game flow is how many times did we have 10 plus play drives, right? That's what this offense became known for. Well, and you can't have, have, I, and I, I get that Trev, I get that with the QB play with the, mm-hmm. with everything going on, but that is what you're, you're kind of, beho- you're, you're held to. But he still got that offense to do like Carson Wentz had 21 play drive. Yeah. We, you know, the game against Tampa Bay, the whole joke was, yep, still driving because they had mm-hmm. four or five. They, I think they had four drives of 10 minutes or more. It was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They just kept the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Scott Turner, and that's why I feel like the game flow aspect is overblown because he is not a great play caller. I will fully agree with that. Right. Because he does call these like tosses on third and two. And he does these kind of, he tries to outsmart himself when he gets into the red zone. I think part of that is because of the limitation with the offensive line and his QB. He's trying to think of what creative ways, especially as he sees them fail over and over and over and over again, what creative ways can he get there? And just none of it was, was working for him. I think the main reason why he lost his job was the lack of points in the red zone. That's that's a huge part. I, I, I don't part. think anybody really cares how you got down there, but until you don't finish the, the job of being in the end zone. We can say he was creative and he ran a screen to get us to the 30, and then we, you know, it was a 19-play drive to get us down there, but, like, there's been plenty of times where we were more than capable of getting down the red zone, no matter who was under center, Taylor, Sam, or Carson, and we can't score points. And I think that is the main reason why he lost his job. Now, if he goes somewhere else, is it going to be the same thing? You know, We don't know. Maybe it's the players can score down there. Maybe our players couldn't execute his play calls. We don't know. But there were a lot of times we were there in the red zone, and his play calling was atrocious. And we yeah. came away with Agreed. no point or three points. And I think that's the main reason why he lost his job is because they were like, cool, you can get down the field. Hell, I can be, I can play quarterback and hand off to B Rob and we can get down the field. That's fine. But when it's time to, you know, the red zone and you don't mm-hmm. produce for three years, our points are declining because you don't score points for getting to the red zone. You score points for being in the end zone. And I think that's how he lost his job. But I still yeah. think Ron, Ron should have been b- before him. Now, I get there's there's this whole um, there's this whole sale pending sale. Nobody really knows how that affects it, but I think it does affect it. I, be, it just has to. It just has to affect it. But I don't think I will say this. I would say there's about a thirty percent chance that Ron Rivera is not coaching this team next year. Thirty. I, I I would put it at about thirty percent. Yeah, because if this new year. owner does come in at some point before the draft, okay, the draft is in wrong. May. Draft is late April. Late March April? is March is when the owners meet. That's when they can approve like a, a team sale and something like that. That's yeah, why I, a lot of people are saying Ron no. Rivera is going to be here because by the time that's approved in late March, there's not mm-hmm. enough time to fire hire. 
And especially if you, if you think about Stoner, who is around and available to coach come late March? Let me your, tell you, your who. options are limited. No, let me tell you who. I, I'll give you. Stoner. I'll give you ten million reasons why there are guys available. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Ryan Day, uh, Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh. Um, give, give me Ward. a bunch of these these college coaches that if some owner comes in here, there's no way an owner is going to come in here and sit through a lame duck Ron Rivera year. He might. He, there's no way. He's going to evaluate. That's not going to happen. If he comes in, I'm saying before the draft. He drafts okay, a quarterback? He drafts a quarterback? If he no, comes he in? comes in and he goes out and he gets a, a college coach. Okay. And you throw $10 million. You throw a $10 million. 10-year, $100 million deal at Kirby Smart, okay, he's coming, all right? And that, co- if, if that you, owner is going to bring If they do that, you throw it at Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. And you hope and you hope to uh, hope to suck it up one year and then get Caleb Williams in 2024. Something, something like that, whatever. But a new owner. Well, then keep Ron. So then why waste that? Why put Lincoln through that? You just keep Ron, then go get your boy Lincoln and Caleb at the same time. What I'm saying is a new owner, when you buy this whole new toy, you're just not going to sit there and not play with it for a year and suffer. He's not going to do it. There's no. Why can't we use the same method when you say we go get a bridge quarterback and then go get your guy? Well, the owner, same thing. Use Ron as your bridge bridge coach, then go get your guy. Why can't we do that? I, I just think... And I have no idea. This is totally opinion. I don't have some sort right. of inside info. But yeah. I just don't think if somebody's going to go out and pay $7 billion for a franchise, that they're just going to sit on it for a year and see what happens. You, that's not why you do this. You get into it so that you can you can control it you know, and have your, your toy and play with it and go out and get yourself the shiny new – uh, coach and front office and quarterback or what whatever. What the new owner what new ownership comes in and starts building pieces of the staff? Like what if the new ownership comes in and hires an offensive coordinator but keeps Ronald Ronald as a hit guy, but he comes in and, and builds with different pieces. Could that work? I mean he and might go to head coach. I just don't see it. It's just kind of like when a when a head coach comes in, he's not going to retain the staff that was there before he's going to bring in all his guys that he's comfortable working with. And he's not going to sit there and evaluate them for a, an entire season. So I we've got it's for a month. So you've got Ron for a whole, whole year. year. So that's just, that's just kind of my 30% chance that something like that is going to happen. All right. Well then back to your original thing. So if Ron would have gotten canned with Scott Turner. Yeah. With the new ownership going on, then who gets to, who hires a new coach? That's what. That's why I think he's here. That's the only reason. It's, I think it's, he's it's here. also still, even though we have two GMs, uh, it's still a Ron-led team, right? Yeah, so he brought the them. owner has to come in and fire. And this is kind of one of the things that I've seen talked about when it comes to a little bit of surprise that Scott Turner's gone is that. You know, is is there money to do that? And I believe Scott Turner's contract isn't guaranteed, which which right. made this reasonable. But Ron Rivera's that I believe is guaranteed. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. if if you fire Ron Rivera, if Dan Snyder fires Ron Rivera, 
he's paying that bill. And oh. that's, that, that's, you know, so he, and he hires somebody else. Like yeah. you said, Trev, now all of a sudden you're going to get a new owner in March, April timeframe. Are they going to stick with the coach you hired two months ago? You know mm-hmm. what? And so this is one of those, that's why I would go oh. much less than 33% there. He's uh, but be Ron, Ron is currently on on this coaching staff. Scott Turner is not. Hmm. Let's get back to the offensive coordinator side of this. <laughs> and Gus Bus has this come to say here. Isn't it a negative, though, that now we're not providing continuity to Hal, who will have to learn a new system in a second year? This is something I brought up when it came mm-hmm. to the question on Day After Reckoning. Is Sam Hal going to be your QB1 going into next year? And what does... A Scott Turner being fired due to that. Like now, you're now he's going to have a second, you know, offense that he's going to have to learn. If like we're saying, Trev Ron Rivera right. gets fired, whole new staff. That's going to be the third uh, offense that he's going to have to learn in his third season. Let's not make this about how as much, but as far as QD, QB development. Yeah. If Ron goes out and gets another QB this year, what does that do? for the QBs on this roster. Currently, really only Sam Howell, Trev. Uh, opens up more for him. Yeah, he learned a lot from Scott Turner, but he got one game to really to really use what he learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you use it in practice, but you're going to get the same guys every day. So it's like, whatever. So I think Fresh Mind come in, can probably cater to him, not necessarily have a coach who is more concerned with Taylor and Carson's development rather than your development because you're – practice squad your third your fifth round pick here's what we're doing in practice but you don't really have to you know i'm not really honing in to make sure you know it i'm really focusing on wins and heineke right now so then he just was dealt with the hand you know carson played like poop heineke did what he did we're gonna give the last kid a shot we have the playoffs now that's when he put his whole focus with that week week and a half or whatever into sam howell so i think a new will be just fine it's not like he was focused on sam howell week six and making him quarterback two all week, like the rest of the season, in case he had to come in and be QB one. He was always on practice squad on the bench. Yeah, he dressed out, but come on. So I, I think, think if, you know, fresh mind, he just he'll be fine. I he'll think that's fine. overrated. I've, new yeah. offenses are. I mean, Baker Mayfield literally came off a bus <laughs> in a day and a half later, was yeah. playing and won and and playing fairly well. Yeah, okay, competently. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't know that offense, obviously. I no. think that stuff's a little bit overrated, unless you are a certain type of quarterback mm-hmm. and you have to learn a whole different way to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you bring in a, you know, a, a Lamar Jackson and he has to become a pocket passer, which he's not, and he has to learn how to do that. That's where I think it gets tough for these guys. But a guy like Sam Howell, who played for four years at North Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, he played a long time. He was a starter for a mm-hmm. long time. And guys like that who are lifers, they know how to pick up offenses. Okay? It's not a guy who's been playing quarterback for a couple of years and right. sat for a couple of years and didn't really – wasn't the guy, you know, and then all of a sudden he's got a whole new offense – that's where I think you may struggle. But I think that whole learn a new offense thing is a little bit overrated. They're all pretty much the same plays. Different words. Terminology. Yeah, literally. yeah. Which can yeah. can be a bit much when you're going to like a Gruden led offense where they have all these 
extra letters and stuff like that. So I do, yeah. I, I, I won't downplay it as much as you stoner. I do see where you're coming from that. I am a little disappointed. You had to go the far reaching Lamar side of things mm. when you literally have Carson Winston as an example right here in DC, when you're like, yeah, we're going to let, we're going to, and this game against the Browns, we're going to make him dink and dunk when this guy is literally meant to throw the ball downfield. Mm. See, that's uh, and, that's where the miscommunication I think comes from between Ron and, and Scott Turner. I really so you do. brought in a big arm. Yep. Ron knew. Yes. Ron wanted this game plan. Scott asked him to dink and dunk. Or Ron was like, dink and dunk, get him acclimated. He's missed eight weeks with a broken finger on his throwing hand. Mm. Dink and dunk him. Take a shot every now and then. Scott was like, yeah, I'll say that to the press. But Carson, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bomb it all game, dog. <laughs> Showcase that arm. We got to yeah. win. We would spark. So, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I <laughs> and and plus, when you saw Sam Howell come out there, and he even said he hadn't thrown to Terry and ever, and Jahan, ever, right? Which which I get, which I didn't really have a problem with. Everybody seemed to kind of run with that, but yeah. there are there are limited. The NFLPA limits the amount of time that you can be out on a practice field. Yeah. Okay, so you have to use that time with your starters. You can't have the third stringer. Running plays during but the week. Stone, stoner, have so stoner, stoner, yeah, stoner. Carson Wentz was on IR. That wasn't your third string QB at some okay. point during the season. Stringer. He was QB two. Yeah, and he still like QB two did not throw to nope. Terry or Jahan. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I was just like, wait, this problem. is the first time all season he mm-hmm. didn't get, even yeah. as QB two. How are you preparing him? That's what I'm saying. That takes me back to my comment. Scott's only focusing on Wentz and Heineke, not Sam Howe, because he was like, oh, he'll never play. Well, you only have so many hours in a in a day because you're limited. I get it. You can't go out there and and practice for eight hours like you. Yeah, but but Carson, he's not even dressing out. Get him a couple passes. That's what I'm saying. Lining up routes all the time, Stoner, where they have the, the 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 they just like there's a QB. You know, the two QBs are up in the middle and they got yeah. wide receivers on either side. You're mm-hmm. telling me not even during any of those drills that they were like, hey, no. Terry, I want you to go over on his side. They brought in Jake Fromm. They brought well, in Jake Fromm to do that, right? When Carson went down, they had to bring well, a third quarterback. Let me just say this. Uh, let me just say this also. Wow, I didn't think about that, okay. Nathan. That, that's Listen, wow. we went to we went to training camp, okay, for a day. I saw Sam Howell throw passes to Terry McLaurin. Okay. That's training camp. Right. They have to. Okay. So get away from the he's never thrown a ball well, he didn't. to Terry McLaurin. I saw him throwing it to Terry McLaurin. I saw yeah, him throwing evidence. to Dotson. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember mentioning it in one of our shows. I said he's got a live arm. Yeah. He, he was does. thrown to McLaurin. Yeah. Okay. That. So that whole narrative gets okay, but that was how many months ago, bro? Time right, right, right. goes away. I, get it, I, get it. I understand what you're saying. It kind of got away from the point. The whole point was he came in uh, when he thought when he knew he was starting three days beforehand, oh, yeah. and he looked competent oh, wow. throwing to Terry McLaurin and Dotson and guys who had who he That's had QB1, practice man. with. That's QB so one. did look. Good. I'm not worried about him kind of learning an offense over an entire offseason, learning a new offense 
He will have time. Yeah, he he will actually have time. And and speaking of these offensive coordinators and these offenses, are there any names out there right now that you are interested in hearing? There's a lot of – it's never going to happen, but Gruden, you know, former head coach here, is being brought up. Is there any names that you guys like? I can give you a few options if you want. All right. I've got a couple of names, but – Eric BNMA because that's floating around. He ain't, going, be, he ain't going. I, he ain't making a lateral move. Nathan said, "Who's co- he?" Didn't say who's coming here. He said, "Who do we like okay. that would we like to come here?" And he even said, "Not realistic." Okay, it's not realistic, enough. but that would be great. I mean, the rumors out there, so I'm addressing that'd be great. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's, I would love him for defense coordinator, but he probably stay put until another opportunity next year. He's going to get a head coaching job, head coaching job somewhere else other than the ones that are open now. Um, I see Frank Wright floating out there. Don't want him. You had two times with Carson Wentz and you failed in both. So I don't want whatever. So other than outside of that, I don't have anybody else. I don't know anybody else who's available who could even come. Shane, do you want names or you got a couple on uh, on him? Dorsey, come on. Well, I mean, yeah, I I get all those names, but none of them are making a lateral move to Washington. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be a QB coach. Or it's going to be a guy who's fired, like the Frank Reich type. Or it's going to be a tight ends coach, you know, something like that. It's not going to be. A what about Shula? Shula is another name that keeps getting tossed around. The ties to he's he's part of the Buffalo Bills right now. He's got ties to Ron Rivera. Is he like eighty? How he, old he's is the Shula old, dude? Not Don. <laughs> I know, but he was like head coach of Alabama in like the eighties or something. Let me look it up real quick. He is old. But here, well, here's my point. Here's my point. You can hire Poopy McPooperson. 57, okay? by the way. I don't care who they hire. I'm not going to sit here and say that so-and-so, Mike LaFleur, for example. Oh, yeah. He just Shula, got fired today. I'm not going to say this guy is going to be good or this guy. Ooh, who knows if any of these guys are going to be good as offensive coordinators for Washington. Just get somebody who are can you come sure? in and average more than 20 points a game. Nate uh, Stoner, you said Poopy McPooperson. Yeah. So that's pretty much the equivalent of Patriots. You got Mike, uh, Joe Judge and Mike Patricia calling plays up there. That was pretty poopy. That's what you right. want? Right. That's what you want? I'm not. No. I'm saying I don't care. Brian Schottenheimer. That, that, Brian will give you a two-to-one uh, run to pass I ratio. I don't care who it is. No, I kind of care who it is, bro, I because – you Our can, offense can is predictable. Me, can you tell me the difference between Frank Reich and Mike Shula as offensive coordinator? Can anybody, I don't want them. I want Young. I'm just asking you. Oh, yeah. There is no difference, probably. Well, I'm saying we don't know. We have no <laughs> idea of any of these guys, any of these names, the Shulas, the Mike LaFleurs, the, uh, the Frank Reichs, the Brian Schottenheimers, any yeah. of these names. We – and I say we, I'm talking about these three yahoos right here, have no idea if any of those guys are going to be any good as offensive coordinators. That's why I'm saying I don't care who it is as long as they do a good job. All right. Nathan, I know they put it out there saying they're going to hire outside the organization, but now they're going to interview Zampezi with the knowledge of them looking to hire outside. What's better? 
hiring Zampezi, who's worked with Sam Howell pretty much all season at some capacity, or you go out and get somebody else? What do you like, hiring within or hiring somebody else? You know, who is it better for? I mean, it's better for Sam Howell of Zampezi. Well, who has actually for Ron. But was, no, for Ron, because Ron's for probably going to be coach. To yeah. save his job? I don't know if yeah. there's anything that's going to save his job long term. But um, for the team, like I think hiring outside is probably better. I think that if if I if I think if they really thought Zampese Zampezi was the answer, you make the you make the move in season after your team continuously fails to get to twenty points. Or you make the move today. Or you make the move, yeah. You, know you make I mean? you as soon as you right. fire him, you they, they are him. they are hiring him prob or they're not hiring him. Sorry, they're interviewing him to kind of back away from the we're looking outside. Yeah. And being like, because that that would make me upset if I'm your employee and I'm I'm looking maybe to progress going up, and you outwardly tell everybody, yeah, we're going outside. I'm going to be like, well, why do I even need to be here? Yeah. And so that is that's probably to save face. Hey, we're going to give you an opportunity, and then they're going to look at some other people, and and maybe there's not a name that you have for it, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a mentality that mm-hmm. that we as fans can look for. And I think a lot of people don't want these these rights or these shulas because we're not looking for an old guy we are looking for somebody from the shanahan tree from from the um uh, reed tree yeah we're looking for somebody who's who has some successful you know mcveigh you know all these you know pull somebody from a successful offense and 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 young who can come here and instill something great the problem I think that goes with that is if you're going to go with a younger offensive coordinator and that younger mindset, that's not a two to one rush to passing ratio. Unless right? he's creative way of doing it. Perhaps, but I don't think that that mentality is what's the, what they're attracted to. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go right. with it. And, and who they end up with, because I don't think somebody like Cliff Kingsbury is going to come here, you know, as the offensive coordinator when that is more of a spread them out offense. You and know, they're looking for like somebody that. who's going to be like, hey, we're going to use Brian Robinson and he's going to go left and he's going to go right and then he's going to go left again. Oh, and then we know. might pass the ball. Yeah, you know, See, they're, not gonna get a, they're not going to get somebody who is you know, one of these, or even a hack it. And that's where I have a problem with them saying we're, we want to be a two to one football. It's like, cool. But like, maybe you interviewed an offensive coordinator that has an idea that could fit your team better than what you think, because Mm -hmm. they're actually on the sideline coaching before they've actually experienced it. You're just watching up in the box and, and reading stats. That's where I have the issue by right now. Soon as before we even talk about mock drafts, you're like this, we're a two to one, football team it's like okay so what if these offensive coordinators are looking for to have that do that but are not successful at doing it now you're screwed because you're bringing somebody in here who can do it that's correct and, and may not have success you just you put your limit on your on your team already before you even make any other move before that's you right. fired the oc you say what kind of football team you are as a gm not even Ron Rivera said that so you're, now you're putting out the bat signal yes. you're saying this is what we do so if you are an offensive coordinator and you're good at this. one and, and this is what you do, then then we'll come talk. here. Yeah. Meanwhile, we just missed out on Cliff Kingsbury and who's taken, I don't know, let's just say 
since Kellen Moore leaves the Cowboys as head coach and then Cliff goes to Dallas and Dallas is now in the play like 15 and no or in the playoffs because they were open-minded about their coaching coordinator search right. and they found somebody that fits their team rather than saying, you know, we're a power eye offense. We want this coach and this player and that player. I just, I have a problem with it. And we're already putting ourselves in a pickle when we don't even know who the owner is. And you're already saying what kind of football team you want to be. Huge problem. Yeah. Well, the the ownership thing is just a huge monkey wrench into the whole coaching offseason. I'm kind of surprised they went ahead and fired Scott Turner before, because I was under the assumption, also because of hearsay, that no moves are going to be made like that until a word on the sale was going to come down. Yeah. And then for I think think you have to continue going as if that sale doesn't exist. It's not. It's not going to happen that way because you're not going to necessarily attract talent. Uh, that and that's where the offensive coordinator, you know, like you said, it's going to be one of those things. Who's going to come here and potentially not have a job? But here's the thing: <laughs> they could have a job if if you get one of these younger guys and this offense is clicking, but the maybe the defense just you know completely mm-hmm. collapses because Deron Payne is holding out or signed elsewhere, right? Um, and you know, so you're losing games thirty five to thirty one. You know, Ron Rivera gets fired midseason, and we're like, okay, what do you what do you got here, young buck? Uh, <laughs> you're going to be our interim head coach, and see, mm-hmm. see if you can't pull it out of your your hat here uh, for us. You you never know what's going to go on, and it's going to be a very long off season for yes. that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have those conversations later, and what we're going to get, and what we can expect. I, I don't have any great names for you. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up in that spot. We can probably line up some more content as far as offensive coordinators uh, mm-hmm. in the future. Lord knows we got enough to talk about. And one of the things we did want to talk about today, yep, that was our season awards. Let us hey. know in the comment section who your MVP was, your least valuable play player was. Tell us who you know you what was your most disappointing thing and your most surprising thing? All that stuff is what we're going to be talking about right here once we get to the cool down. The cool down is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me. Go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. 